Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If we were cooler, we'd have a, uh, an intro that said "Recording Initiated." Now it's meant hockey podcast, and then it would go. Whoa! In. Well, I think we just did. I think we just did. So we are back with the Nasman Hockey Podcast, and James Nichols in his return to the show. What did you think of last week's episode with Zach? Oh my god! Like I. The next day after the show, I was like, I got to check out the show because usually I'm part of it. And um, it's been like a long time since one of us haven't done the show. So uh, I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, listen to it on my way to work. And like the first five minutes, I was like, I'm already learning. Wow, this is great. Uh, Zach was awesome. Super educational. Um really explain things well too in like in a sense where like uh if he, he he could write probably analytics for dummies right like you know those for dummies books he could write one of those because the way he explained it for dummies like me was perfect so um and and that new statistic that i correct me if i'm wrong it's something he said he's been working on or is it something that exists and there was a variation or like a formula that he was um creating for himself in expected goals per goal goals per expected goal goals per and and it took me a second to like process what that is um, Mm -hmm. because expected goals and he did describe it you're right he did do a really good job just kind of describing all the the nuances in that stuff because it can be a little it's a little mathy but if if described the right way the numbers begin to at least make sense even if you don't know yeah the specifics, you know, okay, th- a number in this direction is good. A number in that direction is bad. This coupled with these other ones paints a picture and this is what it is. And that's really what I was trying to get down with him and, and, and answering some of those questions. But I think it was something he's been kind of dabbling in and it's been a discussion in the hockey analytics statistics world and you're right it's definitely a little weird and a little bit of a an out-of-body experience when you're listening to the show that you're usually a part of Um, I think you've done that a couple times here and there I've been traveling or something and I'll I'll turn it on and it's just very weird to because I'll listen through and I'll like skip around on us uh, occasionally I don't I, I don't listen to the whole thing through but I'll I'll skip around just to make sure nothing's weird. Um, I try to do that in the editing process. And then and when it goes live, we can always change it as much as it's a pain in the ass. But um, it's very strange 
uh, to listen to the show and you want to chime in because you're used to hearing each other through headphones and you can just respond, you know, stop somebody mid thought or ask them a question. And I'm just, I'm sitting there in an airport or something and I'm, Oh yeah, I'm not part of this conversation. This is very, very strange. Yeah. That's but definitely I- uh it's definitely something that I, I experienced. So I was like, oh, I wish I could chime in here. I think even one time uh, during the episode, you were like, usually James would say something like this. <laughs> I was like, I would. <laughs> well, it's like we've been doing this for three years. There's some, there must be something to it. Um, yes, it's, it's a very it's a very strange thing. But if you and if you didn't, if you're listening now and you didn't listen last week, um, definitely urge you to go do that and. One of the things um, I tried to get at is who are the Islanders, especially as they get into the playoffs. And we're not going to get into some of the specific games and and go over them, you know, uh, this last weekend and the last week or you know whatever. Um, we we have to just kind of deal with uh, we have to feel our feelings and kind of go off of whatever's kind of happening as as they march towards an inevitable end of something, whether that's the season altogether or uh, the regular season and, and, and into the playoffs um, so much feels kind of out of everyone's hands. Um, and it wouldn't be the Islanders if it, if it wasn't necessarily like that. Um, I don't think we got any closer uh, being that the, the team continues to be all over the place. eye test versus versus stats that you, when you try to combine them as we did last week with Zach, it's, it's very confusing. And after a good start to the week, a convincing win against the devils. And I do want to hear your thoughts on, on that particular game, just because you know how, you know, the devils are playing, have played really well this season, obviously second in the, in the division um, for now. I don't know if they can catch the, the hurricanes at this point, Um, you know, and it's been, you know, exciting scoreboard watching. It's been white knuckle, scoreboard watching uh and it's just been kind of all over the place um so i do want to get your take on who and what are the islanders at this point and and because we saw just complete ends of the spectrum of this team over the last week and and really throughout the season i don't think this is anything anyone who watches this team on a regular basis and listens to us or any other show uh, would tell you anything different. This team is far from consistent. So your your estimation, like kind of looking ahead based on what we know the last week or so, who are the Islanders? What are we doing here? Yeah, and I don't know. And this isn't my original thought just because I heard it. And when, it, when I heard it, I was like, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, but they're it almost seems like they they can't they don't play well when they're comfortable right like oh we have a, a five or six point cushion in the standings we're good right well let's let's keep winning it's no it's like okay we have five or six point cushion you were too comfortable let's get like let's get back down to like two points in the standings and then and then we'll turn it back on who said so that? it's just it was elliot friedman um and so when he when he said that it was like uh you know they just play well when they're under pressure when they're under less pressure uh that's when they kind of just let the foot off the gas so they almost need that pressure to play well i that i don't i don't know about that the playing for your playoff lives the last two weeks of the season knowing how tight it is i don't know that you can just turn on and off like that no but i think that's one of those it's one of those us against the world things again, you know, where it's like yeah. when they, when nobody believed in us years ago and, and that's when we played well. And then we start to look bad again. And everybody starts doubting us again. And that's when we, that's yeah, but, when we turn it on. But they're manufacturing the disbelief in the team though, by not playing well, they're creating a fan base that doesn't believe that they can do it. It's not like the, the fan base, they beat the, after the Toronto game or after they uh, pull out a shootout win against after, you know, two wins in a row, they beat the devils handily. And then Washington, the fan base is like, I don't think they can do it anymore. And and they were in a good spot. They're going out and then losing against bad teams. And then the fan base is saying, and then the media is saying, this team is bad. 
And and that's really my next question. Is this not a very good hockey team? Are we just I you know, and I asked that in the context of their inability to be consistent. They've played great games, Devils, Toronto, I think were were really great games. And then they play against other good teams, the Lightning and the Hurricanes, and it, it's the complete opposite. Uh, you know, even I, mean, I don't, maybe this weekend wasn't atrocious. The the Tampa Bay game was certainly not great, but um, the Canes there were at least in it. Horvat had the game at least a tie and goal on his stick late. But are they just are they not as good as we think they are, or as we want them to be? Because we're too close to it. Like I think. Only Islander fans can really give a proper assessment of like who the team is, but I don't know. I maybe I've just been. Uh, I'm definitely the negative side of the podcast, um, so uh, that that should shock um, approximately none of you. But I don't. I don't think over the last two seasons that I've had that belief in them. Are they? Are they just not any good? It's really hard to answer that question and say like yes or no without isolating the parts you know because we talk Isn't about a problem can't why can't no, we just like well, you know like I, I get that yes there's injuries and this and whatever I, I, players play better at, at some points in the season or a game or two or they're on a cold streak and I don't know. Isn't that part of it? Isn't just being well, no, because my, my answer, my answer is that, you know, I'll, I'm saying, no, they're, they're not a bad team because no matter what Ilya Sorokin is part of this team. And he's the, in my opinion, I know what Linus Olmark is doing. I know Andre Vasilevsky's history. I know Igor Sesterkin is the Vesna reigning uh, winner. Ilya Sorokin's the best goaltender in the, in the NHL right now. He just is. You look at his goal saved about expected, and Zach broke that down really well last week where he's just making these saves that you anticipate to be a goal with, with these high danger chances that he's stopping. He's well above the rest, and he has a, a, a less good team in front of him, right? Olmark is doing it, and the Bruins are good. Sorokin is doing it despite... The forward group not being great, the defense being okay. I think that's a different so, conversation. I, I like thinking, but it's about not the team. because that he's part of the team, and that's why it's hard for me to say this is a bad team when he's part of it. He's but the part team of the could team. be yes. I, I don't think by saying the team isn't very good or inconsistent, there can be exceptions to that. Sorokin is certainly one of them. Um, players like Parise are, you know. Um, even though uh, Horvat and we'll, I, I do want to kind of dive into this a little bit later, he's provided value, and we spoke with Zach about that last week. He's provided value beyond scoring goals. It would be nice if he scored some goals. It's definitely getting old, but I understand you can definitely isolate some players that are obviously good that are keeping them in the conversation. But just thinking about as as a whole, without Sorokin, they are undeniably a, a bad team the standings alone would would tell you that and and, and any statistics even just goal for, goals for and against i'll but, put it to you this way i'll put it to you this way right Ilya Sorokin is the best player on the islanders right we are questioning if they're a good team Connor mcdavid is the best player on the oilers take him out of the equation are the oilers a good team I, I understand that. I think they're in a much I don't I don't know. Even with Sorogan being let's you know, let's call him the best goalie in the league. He still can't steal and, and he still can't steal them games on a regular basis, whereas Connor McDavid can. And I think Sorokin You don't think he's stealing them games? I mean I I don't think stealing a game is winning three to two. I think that's just sure. the way the Islanders play. They don't score goals. It oh, letting in I mean, two goals or three goals isn't a problem. That's a pretty regular stat line as far as letting a uh, goals allowed, but when you're only able to score two or three, that's a systematic problem. I don't know that that's uh Well, they're only able to score two or three because they feel that the goaltending is so good that they can add elsewhere instead of at the forward group. At least that's that's where that's what I think. 
I don't know. I, I, I say, I, I mean, the whole point of getting Horvat is that he could score goals next to Matt Barzell. Well, yes, that's, that's true. And, and, and I understand he's not there and, and and that's a different conversation, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm looking at a team that on a right, as just as far as consistency is concerned and not isolating any one player. Again, Sorokin can have a losing record and he doesn't, but he could have a losing record. Doesn't mean he played poorly. He let in a squeaker last game against Carolina. Really not the end of the world. He's owed a couple of those at least, right? He's definitely done his fair share of keeping the Islanders in games. Um, but on the whole, and that's why I'm looking at like zooming out a little bit. I'm I personally not seeing a good hockey team. And and I, I can see that against good teams where it's very clearly the Islanders are capitalizing and they happen to capitalize on every single mistake that Toronto made every single mistake that the, the devils made, they were just jumping on it. And I think that's a more of a letdown game for these teams that have proven to be really good Toronto and, and the devils versus the Islanders. I didn't walk away from those games unhappy, but I wasn't like, man, those Islanders are really good. It was, they did what they were supposed to do in the way that they do it. I don't know that they could do that in a seven game series against anybody. I know that's like the, the conversation that tends to happen. I don't know that to be true anymore. I don't know that I trust them with, you know, all I wouldn't want to play the Islanders in a seven game series. I hear that everywhere. I don't know if that's true from game to game. Your only consistent player is your goalie in the playoffs. He certainly can steal a stroke and can certainly steal you a series overall though. As we saw, you're still losing that game two to one. This isn't I, a I different think... team than what, what we saw against the Lightning, right? Yes, Sorokin and Varlamov really carried you. And you have yet in, in the years since you lost game six um, or, or game seven, you haven't or you have won game six a couple of years ago in, in the conference final. You have not beaten the, the Lightning in a couple of years. I think that's that... a problem. I think that see I'm gonna disagree because I think the the fact of the matter is that in the playoffs you're playing that same team over and over again. So you have the opportunity to adjust before you move on to a new city and a new team. You know, you're seeing them again in two nights. So and the thing about the Islander style of play too is that they just grind you, right? Like the the Carolina Hurricanes aren't grinding you the way the Islanders are. You know, the the when when they're playing the Tampa Bay Lightning, like they're beating the crap out of them. And yeah, but it's you know, not. I'm sure mean, five, I, it's I'm not just looking scoring at the, goals. Well, it's not scoring goals. It's not. It's also like they lost five nothing. It's it's obviously not preventing them against a team right. of that caliber. But they also lost like seven two in the first game of the Stanley Cup uh, uh, Eastern Conference Final a couple of years ago, and they took them to seven games. It was one game, and I, I, I think, and I hear I think you. One I do. I hear fine. you. But they have. But the that's lightning. the thing. I hear you. With you know, in in season, they they have to beat the Lightning, and um, you know, it was a five nothing game, and you know, these are meaningful games down the stretch, and like it was important for them to show up and and at least play a meaningful game, and they didn't, and I hear that. Um, I just think things are so different in the in the playoffs. Like it's a different animal, and. Like I, I do firmly believe that the Islanders are built for the playoffs, but they just have to get there because it's a different, different animal, different situations, right? Again, like I said, you're not you're not leaving the next night or or the night of and going to see another team and have to adjust to a different system. It's not like that. So I, wish and, I could believe that. And with Sorokin and Net, like, look, as much as like you, you're you're correct in saying like there are times where he can't, he just can't steal them game because. The Islanders aren't playing well, well enough in front of him. I, I I hear that, but at the same time, like, you know, when when these these players get to the playoffs, like they have that ability to even turn it up another notch that they didn't even realize they had in season. I I, I do want to believe that there are going to be a tougher team to play in the playoffs, and far be it for me to be the the one against the grain when when people supposedly smarter than me um, in the hockey media are saying that that's the case, that the Islanders are a tough team to play and you wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. I, I guess we're watching it every day 
kind of and you're able you know you're paying close attention to two teams and you're, and you're seeing who would you rather play in the in the first round the islanders or the devils uh can i can i counter that with you know it's it's interesting that we're talking about this because i was talking to another one of the devils writers the other day uh cuz the devils are in this situation where they have the opportunity to leapfrog the hurricanes and jump into first place depending on how the standings situate themselves right they're either going to play the rangers if they stay in second or if they jump to first they're going to play one of florida pittsburgh or the islanders and the consensus amongst the group of devils writers that i was talking to was they don't want to play the islanders because in two out of three meetings this year, the Islanders proved to be too much for the Devils to handle with that style of play. So it, it really is like it's so matchup driven at this point. Like, who are they playing? What's their system? What works well for them? What works not great against them? The Devils. That's interesting. The Devils are not a team. I. I, I it's hard for me to say they're not. They're young and they're very, they're not tough. The Islanders are going to come in. As you said, they're going to grind. However, and they don't, they have that experience. The Devils can win if they're just quick. That's really the big, the big thing the Islanders can't handle. What they showed the other night in that 5 1 victory was that the Islanders could just counter and, and play really tough in the, in the neutral zone. And that was really the difference. The forecheck was good. The neutral zone, Neutral zone play was tight, and that pretty much stopped the Devils in their tracks. If the Islanders can't do that, which they've shown that occasionally, it's just a wide open game, and I'm not entirely sure what's going on. Um, yeah, I think the Devils are even too much for the for the Islanders, and they've they've shown that against a lot of teams this year. And and that's the thing, like so it's it's so matchup like. After that game on Long Island a few nights ago or, or last week, we walked away saying, yeah, like the better matchup for the, the Islanders is the Rangers. Like they, they're they in a better position to win if they don't. The, the, the you mean the Devils? The Devils. Yeah, that's better. what I mean. Oh, the the okay. Devils, the, 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 better, the better matchup for the Devils is to play the Islanders rather than, uh, I'm sorry, is, is to play the Rangers rather than the Islanders. That was the consensus we came to. Because they can match the run-and-gun style the Rangers are going to play. They can't match the physical toughness that the Islanders bring. So, you know, if they're if the Islanders are playing the Devils in the first round, the, the Islander fans should feel somewhat confident that they can come out of that series. If the Islanders are playing uh, Carolina in the first round, not as confident. You know, it, oh, I'm again, far, it's, I'm it's, far less confident. Seeing... Seeing them not have that jam, um, as as some like older play by play announcers or commentators would say that they don't they didn't have the jam. Um, you know, I, I thought this Rob Brendamore quote, um, and, and Rosner tweeted this out uh, a few hours ago from uh, from head coach Rob Brendamore of the the Carolina Hurricanes. He said, "We have a job to do. We we want to finish as high as we can, but that team is playing for their lives. I thought we looked like a team that was a little more desperate." You don't want to hear that this late in the season, knowing what we know, um, how we've been scoreboard watching, and and how it's just been. You're flipping, you know, you're on your phone, you're, you're refreshing the scoreboard uh, in the NHL app more than you are Twitter, just to keep up on the other scores. And it's, I mean, I think it's exciting if you're one of the top teams who've clinched already. But it is nauseating if you're an Islander fan. And this is kind of, I don't know, par for the course uh, uh, in this franchise. It's not really anything new. But if you've been around the team and, and paying attention, even the last 15 years, it's it's very difficult to kind of watch this. But I think zooming in on on some of the specific players for, for a second, as I said before, as we discussed last week, the you know, the Bo Horvat situation, obviously he's adding value, but he has not scored a goal 
with a goalie in the net since February 26th. And that is rough. Yeah. No, it is. And, you know, it's it's this crazy thing where, you know, <laughs> and he, I'm not comparing him to this player, but, you know, Josh Bailey is such a polarizing guy where he could do something spectacular one night or one shift and then something detrimental the next. Um, and again, they're not, not a comparison of the players, but you know, Bo Horvat went from shooting like 25% all season to shooting zero. You're talking North and South pole here. Like it's bound to regress to the mean at some point. Like I, and I've used this term before and, and that typically does happen in, in life. He's like I'm a 16% saying, like, shooter. So no, like, you're right. dropping a little bit is fine, but just being this snake bitten, yeah. eventually there's there's pressure, right? I, I think for a while it's okay to say, okay, he's adding value, he's adding value. And again, I said that in, in previous episodes. I think it's worn off for me a little bit. I'm, a, I'm obviously thankful for what else he's bringing to the table, but but this is tough. And it doesn't help that the Islanders power play is dog shit and he should have at least a couple goals there, but they, they need to figure that out. The playoff teams, um, they they would be firmly in a playoff spot if they could just kind of bank a couple here uh, on the power play, but they're going to lose a playoff series. They might even make it to the playoffs, but if they do, they're certainly going to lose with this power play in the playoffs. And I think Horvat's a part of that. I, I think a part of that is, um, him trying to find the back of the net. And, you know, I, I joked on Twitter, uh, James Nichols returns to the show or is a returning uh, Barzell return also imminent, according to Lou Lamorello over the weekend that he was supposed to skate the last couple of days uh, or one or both of the last couple of days. And obviously that's going to help. Um, I don't know. I don't want to put too much pressure on the guy, but I, I think, He's capable of handling it, but he's got to score some goals. Right. No, I, I and I hear that. And, you know, we're, we're like you said, we're speculating if Barzell comes back soon. And look, they were clicking. There was so much chemistry there. And we asked if this, you know, we asked the question earlier if this is a good team. And, you know, this was kind of the problem that they had before Bo Horvat was that, you know, they lose one guy and suddenly there's just, you know, a, a black hole in the lineup. And, um, you know, they can't get their shit together. Although since Barzell has been down, their record is very good, um, but they still lack the scoring. And you wonder how much that's going to change when Barzell comes back, just because, you know, again, like I've said in the past, he comes back and everybody moves down a peg and they're, you know, just in the right spot where they're supposed to be finally. And are we all, um, we're just having that conversation in perpetuity. Oh, aren't we? It's all, it's always yeah. somebody's out or this, it's this, the yeah. lineup just needs this. And, Oh my God. But that's the thing. Like the, the, you know, and and it's, of course we're going to, you know, the Bruins are who they are. They're the best team in the league, but you know, they lose Taylor Hall and they're not scrambling for offense. Right. Like I can't, I can just, they're okay. Just pause on that for a second. Their goal differential is 120. Yeah. It's plus 120. (laughs) I, I, I'm looking at the, it's double the next, right? Pretty sure. It's I, I think the next. highest right now is fifty-four for the Rangers. So more than double. Yeah, so more. Which than is double. actual insanity. I'm yeah. I'm looking at this. I'm like, what is that number? Why is that right. math wrong? Uh, but turns out, you know, it's, it's not. It's very easy math. But I, yeah, I. But look, you look at the next leading uh, goal differential, you know, team, and you know, let's just say for argument's sake, it's the. Uh, let's just say it's the the Devils, right? Jack Hughes the, goes down. It's the, it's the Rangers, but yeah. Okay, all right. The Ranger, Rangers. Uh, uh, Mika Zibanejad goes down. Well, they have Patrick Kane, Artemi Panarin, um, you know, Vladimir Tarasenko to still fill the net. You know, the Islanders lose Matthew Barzell and the entire rest of the team knows. Okay, it's Brock Nelson and Bo Horvat. Just got to lock them down. We'll be fine. Nassiman Hockey is brought to you by DraftKings. The biggest tournament in college basketball is underway, and the action is just getting started on DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. 
Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any pregame money line and score $150 in bonus bets if your team wins. Plus, combine multiple bets for a shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings will be featuring parlays and odds boosts all tournament long, so be sure to check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day to see what they have in store. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any pregame money line bet and get $150 in bonus bets if your team wins, only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Well, it's 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 frustrating because Parise and Fashing have cooled off. Engvall is still continuing to contribute one way or another. He did assist yeah. on uh, on Pajot's goal, and he's got a nice little Islanders career here. Um, but that's but that's exactly the point. Like you're talking about thirty. Look, look, I love Zach Parise. He's fantastic for the contract he's on and the age he's at. But that's the point. He's thirty eight years old. Oh right. no, I Hudson, I don't disagree. Hudson Fashion was signed to be an AHL player. Has he been a, a, an immaculate success success story? Yes. Love no, it. that's a, that's exactly Sign the him problem for a, a lifetime fourth line role. But that's, that's exactly the problem that we're getting at, and that's why I say like, is it you're relying on even with Barzell, you're relying really on three players, and occasionally you're going to get a goal from Peugeot. You know, Paris has been more than occasional. Um, Engvall's stepped up more i think this is what we were crossing our fingers for kind of coming into the islander system and and just playing much better but um maybe if if a playoff series is going to be tighter but you'd think that all we hear is oh this the islanders play play playoff hockey all year long and then we watch them kind of lose these games over the weekend against really good teams and not be able to rise to the occasion and they can really be out of it by Saturday. If and and this is and this is part of it, right? We're now we're scoreboard watching. Um, we we have to watch that game on Tuesday, and it's Florida, Buffalo, and it's just gonna be a miserable week, you know. And they have to. I'm going to the game on on Thursday against the the lightning oh, oh right uh no thursday's the lightning thursday and because uh, i don't know why i'm oh, yeah. subjecting myself to this um i was originally you're gonna, gonna go to you're gonna be on the island i am i was originally gonna go to the game against the flyers but you know some some things came up and i i didn't i couldn't make it um i wasn't confident that i could make it out to the arena and so i was like oh okay there's a, at least a game on thursday and then i was reminded that it was the lightning and um, yeah, by then it, it, we can have a very different picture of this of this team. And then when yeah. the Islanders season ends, then we're still watching games because the Panthers, I think, have a game the next night or or something like that. So you're and they're playing the Penguins play Columbus or something. The Panthers are playing. It's the only thing in the Islanders' favor is that they're playing their last four or five games at home if if more than two of these games were on the road it's they're done for playing 500 hockey on the road this season or probably you know nhl 500 because they're actually they're 17 17 and 6 on on the road this year and they're 22 13 3 at home so there might be something there um and before this weekend i guess they had a um above nhl 500 record on the road but there's at least a chance that they can steal a point against the Lightning. Do you think they're capable of that? At home, yeah, I think they are. You know, I think they'll have a little bit of a bad taste in their mouth after getting shellacked five nothing. Um, you know, so we'll see if they can come through. It's just again, it's one of those things where you know, it's the Lightning. Like, yeah, just when you thought like, oh. They're getting tired. Steven Stamkos can score at the snap of his wrist. Braden Point, did you know he's going to score 50 goals, by the way? Because he's going to score 50 goals. Like the quietest 50-goal season I've ever heard. Nikita Kucherov hit 100 points weeks ago. The quietest 100-point season I've ever heard. By the way, if all those guys don't score, you still have to beat Andre Vasilevsky. So... It's, yeah, that's been that was my that's and, and thinking about if if they can 
get even a point against the Lightning, it yeah. it makes it a lot easier. You go into those but last look, four games, but I'm not. I mean, the game against the the Capitals is not a given, but none of those games are given the those losses in during the season. There's a, there's more than a handful that are haunting, absolutely haunting against Ottawa, Columbus, yeah. Buffalo at, at different points in the season. And then you then you look at the schedule with no context. If you looked at the schedule for the end of the season, all and the only thing you knew is, oh, the Ams are trying to clinch a spot, and they're playing these teams to close the season. Oh, they got it in the bag. They could do that. All I got to do is get five or six points. Add in the context, absolutely not. Nothing. Looking at the schedule, absolutely because. Lord knows they'll beat the Lightning. They'll lose to the Capitals in <laughs> OT. They'll get three points out of the next eight possible points and miss the playoffs by a point. They'll lose to Montreal and, and Philly. And, and those other losses throughout the year. Again, the, my argument all offseason before going to this year, as you remember probably, at least after I say it, was they were st- the difference between them and a playoff spot last year was seven wins. Right. That's not the, and they were decidedly better than a number of teams last year. They, they did play up to opponents and they could play down and not a, a recipe that they just continue over time. But again, you're, you're not, you're talking about even, ju- <laughs> even just n- not very long ago. Like, ha- had they, beat Buffalo and got the point against Columbus. We're in a different conversation, even after losing these two games last weekend. This is that we're having a, a different conversation about how do they, how do they beat? I don't know. Maybe they only needed three points out of the, out of eight to secure. Yeah. If they win those, but I mean, get those other it, three it, points. Like it's crazy that we're here right now. I can't even, but I can't even sit here and talk about, you know, oh, they're going to play down to their competition and not take care of the teams that they should because, you know, just looking at last month, they beat Detroit 4-1. They beat Anaheim 6-3. They beat the Sharks 4-1. So it, it's just that it's – there's no consistency. Even in, in, in losing, there's no well, consistency. I mean, that's – and that's my – that's my point the entire – the entire show. And mm-hmm. to the point where, and I can I name the episode before, uh, before we recorded, just because I had, I had something preparing for the worst, expecting nothing. Because I don't know what you're, I don't know what you're supposed to do with this team. I don't, I don't know how to be positive about them going into any of these games. I, I bought tickets. I willingly paid eighty dollars a ticket. <laughs> and you just uh, went oh, for the aisle. You're just going for the aisles, lamp kind of that's gonna be very <laughs> that's gonna be kind of expensive uh as every, every time that i go or i'm just gonna eat my way through it frankly i think that's it i gotta try some more stuff i need that big chicken situation with the uh blue line deli bagel um it's gonna be hard to to stay away and can i just say i'm sure everyone has this, this experience this is not unique purchasing tickets is so Makes me like get so much agita when it's just like from a person. I just I really don't want to get scammed, <laughs> and I hate I hate that. I'm so, every once in a while someone will send me the tickets beforehand, and then I can pay them, even if I don't accept them. I'll okay. I at least have a link like I can I could do it. Yeah, but uh, the person I bought blue and orange uh, ticket exchange on Facebook. If you're not part of that group and you need tickets, definitely join that. Um, the pe- you'll see my posts from uh, earlier this week, and it, it worked out thankfully. And uh, they're really good seats. I was actually aiming for 200 level seats because uh, I wanted to experience that right, right off the concourse. But um, yeah, I, I'm like willingly, and then I'm gonna try to try, take the train there. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for that experience. We'll see nice. um, if the hype. I'm worried about after the game. I think before is gonna be fine. After the game. I'm picturing it like the Jamaica transfer going to Brooklyn or everybody racing to the train from the arena 
to Atlantic Avenue in Brooklyn when it was just if you didn't leave early or just yeah, wait mayhem 40 minutes yeah I'm just I'm just not sure because they run I, in a I, half an hour and it's it's gonna I know I'm not gonna catch the 10 because there's gonna be too many people and so I haven't had 10 30. I haven't had this experience so I don't know if it will be that way for the train I just feel like they've done such a good job with having all of the traffic around the arena just be go 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 that i don't anticipate you having a problem i think this was well planned and thought out like i when i went monday um you know the media the visiting media um parks in a a dirt lot like far away (laughs) but that's very funny yeah but um so do like the the ubs arena employees like they have a lot far away um but there's shuttles like constantly going i'm talking like we left the arena after we were done writing at like midnight and constantly constantly going where it was almost better than the walk back to your car like i got right on the shuttle and like it took me basically door to door to my car and we got in and we left yeah it was it was so do they run more trains on game days, we got way off track here, kind of. No pun intended. Yeah, we but did. do we? Did, did, I'm not do sure. Because I think I saw a 9:30, a 10, and a 10:30. And unless you leave early during the game, which is entirely possible, because they might be losing, and I might be fed up, I might try to catch the 9:30. But it's still a 10 minute walk or so. And then there's a 10. Everyone's going to be trying to get that, even with shuttles. Every once in a while, I've been seeing that they add in some extra trains. Some people did tweet me back and, and he gave me some good advice. But anyway, I'm going to go through all of this stuff to watch the Islanders lose on Thursday. And <laughs> I, I don't know why we do this. It's, um, it's frustrating to say the least. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if I have faith in them to actually close this out. Again, if, if you well, have no context, it looks fine. Other than like the literally just the standings and the and the schedule, it looks totally fine. At least you'll do it in style with your new wave Ziggy Palfy jersey with the Islander crest on it. No, I want to buy. Uh, they also have uh, that jersey with Anders Lee on it. Yeah, I'm going to wear my Casparitis uh, jersey. So if you see a Casparitis jersey, Isles fans that are going to the game, um, that'll be me. I'll Which he is, uh, he is on the home page of the Islanders website right now. Casparitis, um, yeah, in yeah. sunglasses, in a in a video with uh, Malakoff. Casparitis Malakoff's sunglasses is the video. I haven't watched it yet, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> I almost want to uh, pause the podcast and and do that. I'm not seeing that, but oh, yeah, there he is. Oh, that's really funny. There he is. That so that's the jersey that I have in blue. Mine's blue. Oh, the, one on, the one on the white, it, the one on the, the website is white. Um, but yeah, that's the jersey that I have of uh, with the with the Stanley Cup patch. That's that's the one that I have. So I'm going to be decked out in 93 uh, attire. So if you see that, um, my my partner will be in a in fisherman gear that she stays cool. Nice. Uh, although I do have that wave jersey. I wore that last time. I'm going to try the Casparitis jersey. I get a lot of compliments on that. And uh, I'm vain. So, um, I, I live for that at times and my one, one game a year that I get to go to, um, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to live it up. So staying slightly off track here for a second, does, does Casper does not kind of look like Aturatu in this picture? (laughs) I, I, it's a, it's mostly the hair, I think. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You could convince me. You could somebody could Photoshop that in a modern jersey, and uh, wouldn't have been cool if they got some of the fish, the the players that were on the teams with the fishermen to come back w- wearing the new fishermen. That would be pretty cool. The that would have been. Uh, I, I either I think that would have been fun to see some of those names. Uh, I don't know that not, not necessarily skating around, but just uh, around the rink. I think would have been 
cool. You forget like Casparitis. I mean, I don't. I think people forget that Casparitis and a few other players were actually on the team pre Fisherman, and it wasn't just even Palfi was on the team pre Fisherman, and he he wasn't yeah. he was not always number sixteen, um, as no. my my Palfi rookie card would indicate. And he had a really goofy helmet too. I don't know if it was a Jofa or something, but it was, it was not Jofa. Yeah, it was some some really goofy looking thing. Um, and we yeah we talked about a couple a couple of those players before. I, I you know a couple of questions I think to end this. Did the Islanders deserve a playoff spot? I know that's like a loaded question, but with the way that they're inconsistent and like have they have they proven that they're again and, and not not taking into account that they've shown that they're a playoff team. I'm just just based on their performances this season. Are they better than Florida? Are they better than the Penguins? I, I think that's two different questions, right? They might not be better than Florida. They might not be better than the Penguins, although, yeah, no, they might not be better than the Penguins. But do they deserve it? I mean, does Florida deserve it? Does Pittsburgh deserve it? Like they, they've shit the bed plenty of times themselves this season. So yeah, they're playing know, well now. My, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, the Penguins notwithstanding, uh, uh, they're four six and zero in their last ten. With you know, they won. Florida's won three in a row. They're six four and zero in their last ten. Right. So and they're of course, playing. They're the well Islanders now. who have lost two. Yeah, they're playing well now. I, you know, it's, so this is a, a, a if for lack of a better term, maybe I'm just making this making this up right now. But this is a shit off. Who's gonna shit the bed latest? And, you know, early on, it was it was Florida. It's still kind of inconsistently. Are you laughing at my made up? This term? Is, I, um, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think of something better, but that was so bad. It like neutralized any kind of thought <laughs> process. That I can have. But that's but that's what it is. Right. Like, it's just going to be who can, you know, I guess kind of reversing the way I said it before, who can, who can at least, you know, stick it out to the end of the season, you know, who can, who can stay on track to the end of the season, right? There's five games. They're left. all not very good. I'll say they're all not I'll, very good. I'll, I'll, I mean, so, they, in their own unique ways, like Pittsburgh with a decent goalie is a completely different evening, right? Florida with uh, maybe it's a similar problem than the Islanders. They don't, they are not defending very well. Their goaltending is suspect and just inconsistent. Um, so who can stay the most consistent with what's left? I, that's I think what this is a big question about this, the remaining, whether that's some of the Islanders games and um, the teams around them. I think you have to look at Pittsburgh. Are they on the road? Is Florida on the road more than they are at home the rest of the, the year? Tampa Bay is 18, 19 and one on the road this, this year. So that's that game on Thursday might be more of a, I don't want to call it 50-50, but it's possible that it's not as one-sided as we as we think. And and again, that's just records. That doesn't really mean anything. Um Florida six four of five is at home. Yeah, so that's not good, right? They're they're they have a similar record to the Islanders at home. Um is Pittsburgh also at home? They're also playing like they're both playing really, really terrible teams the rest of the way. Yeah. Pittsburgh is uh Two at home, three away. That's good. I, I that's better. That's as far as a, a playoff picture. Now, uh, if they're going to step up, if Sidney Crosby's going to Sidney Crosby, then the Islanders are in trouble, right? And yeah. If, so they got you know, Jersey tomorrow. They have Minnesota on Thursday. That's two pretty tough matchups. But then, you know, they close out the season with in Detroit, at home against Chicago, and then in Columbus. And that's like days, a couple days after, or the day after the Islanders close the season. It's every other day from now until the thirteenth. Yeah. So the the island, the, the hardest part of this is going to be the Islanders shitting the bed and getting only three points in their next four games, and then <laughs> having to wait to see if the pan, the Penguins and the Panthers also do the same thing. Or you're, yeah. So you're saying that the Islanders don't control their own fate. They certainly can. If they win three or four, if they, I mean, if they win out, they're, they're, they're golden. But if they get three or four, I think they just need to, it depends on when they do it. It is like, I don't know if they can clinch. It really depends what the teams around them do. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, 
we're white knuckling our way through this. Um, it's awfully reminiscent of the Wade Dubowitz is a 2007 Easter, the second Easter epic, the Wade Dubowitz poke check against the Devils um, to, to clinch their the, the, the playoff berth. Um, was it 2007? That sounds right. Because um, that was that I was at the other playoff game, the other regular season game against the Capitals when they um, when they clinched, and that game on Monday against the Capitals, maybe when they actually clinch, it really depends on what everyone does around them. Um, but they, I feel like they could be out as early as Saturday um, if they lose to the Capitals and they lose to the Flyers, and everybody else wins around them this week. We're, we're looking at a, a pretty sad way to end the season and uh, not looking forward to the, the postmortem on that um, in our in our podcast last week. Um, we talked about Barzell. I do want to end with this question. Um, and it's a little bit, it's obviously like we're, we're speculating here and um, I know I know I'm not super happy with him. But I, I do want to talk about Lane Lambert. If the others miss this season, is he back or does Lamorello, who's been known to make rash coaching decisions, and I'm kind of surprised he didn't do it this year to shake it up, given, again, the inconsistencies. But do you think he's back next year if they miss? Yeah, I have this feeling, um, you know, if they miss, I think Lamorello's out. And if Lamorello is out, I feel whoever comes in is going to want his own guy. If Lamorello is back, I think Lane is back. So I think it's a circumstance here. You know, it comes down to what they do with Lou first. Which, by the way, did you see him shut down the question about his contract? That was interesting it is i'll I'll say this and i don't know did lamarillo have a press conference closer to the trade deadline or after the trade deadline after acquiring horvat i think it was just the horvat one i don't think he spoke much after angle so yes i did i did see that i think um first of all i thought it was funny that was on april fool's day um it would have been very off-brand which would have made it twice as funny if Lamorell just started answering the questions incorrectly and then said, saying April Fools and not answering the questions at all. Um, <laughs> is is Barzell coming back? Nah, he's done. Uh, done for done for the year. April Fools. Okay, next question. It was funny um, though that everyone had to clarify like this isn't a joke. Like this is really happening. But yes, I did hear that question. I did hear how he shut it down. I, my question is, and I like Andrew Gross. Um, I don't understand the timing of the question, so I kind of get I don't think where Lamorello was, was. Really, I don't think it was him. Yeah, he asked about Varlamov. Yes, yeah, so as I'm saying the... about Varlamov and and trading the goalie. That's I, sorry, that's what I meant. That in my head, I said that as context. Yes, the oh. um, embarrassing if we had a podcast. The <laughs> the whole thing is literally a conversation out loud into a microphone, not in your head. Uh, I thought that was interesting. The timing of that question by, by gross because, and so I understand kind of where Lamarillo was coming from. Like, where did that come from? It's been like over. Yeah, no. Yeah. He just, and I I rewatched it just before just to like, make sure uh, I remember was remembering it correctly because I was also confused both times, both times hearing that question. I didn't really get it. When was the trade deadline? A month ago? Why are you answering? Why are you yeah. asking that question right now? And if and if you weren't able to do that at the trade deadline, um, maybe just don't ask it. I guess he's just looking. At, you know, his point was, could you have traded Varlamov and gotten more help up front? And yes, I I, I think he's Lamarillo. To be clear, said he didn't never considered it. Um, and even if that's only partially true, you're not banking on one of your star players going down or your star player going down. Your one B, you know, next to Sorokin, um, star player going down. So you added two players, both of which have contributed. 
in their own unique ways. I think we would, we would prefer Engvall to be the one providing some of the X factor stuff and Horvat scoring some goals, but either way True. they're contributing in their own way and it's happening one way or another. Um, so I, I, I think I, I get it, but in context of Horvat came, Engvall came, they were playing really well together. Um, Engvall started scoring some goals and, and collected some points and then Barzell gets hurt. You're, you're asking that knowing what you know now, not what was in your head at the time. And I think that's an interesting, that would have been a different way to ask that question. Knowing what you know now, would you have added more to your offense after Barzell went down and the team's kind of struggled to score goals? That, yeah. sure, Lemuel can not like the question. I think that's whatever. That's a much better question. Um, not a journalist. Um, but I, that, that, to me, I think is a better way to frame that than no going at that kind of you're in the future you know that it didn't work you know that maybe you could have gotten something from Borlamov and I think his his point was you know perfectly okay and gross and saying that well Sorokin's played the last whatever it is 18 or 23 games sure everyone expected that you want to win most of those games I think that's just what's happening and Borlamov is also a good goalie, and you had any chance of winning or getting any points this last weekend, you need both your goalies. Even though Sorokin played five out of six periods, four out of six periods. Um, it was five. And if they're winning that game, he doesn't play against the Canes. Farlamov just plays against the Canes. And that's just the end of it. Um, But they were losing, and they weren't going to come back, so they said, okay, let's, you know, we need the points. So clearly they are relying on one goalie over the other. But Varlamov has been he's he's really turned down, turned around rather, his uh his season versus first last year. Yeah, exactly what you were saying. He needed to do all last year. Yeah, and just reversing his uh and I don't I don't have his um his record in front of me, but yeah, I think he uh I think he's turned it around just fine, and and if Sorokin, for whatever reason, um, there's an issue in the in the playoffs, uh, this tandem has been they, they've proven that it doesn't really matter who's in the net, and that maybe they can win some hockey games, but definitely going to be a long week in between shows. Um, this is our last regular season episode um, before the playoffs, so we'll know the Islanders. Uh, fate or where they land um, over the the next week by the next time that we get behind the microphone um any any closing thoughts before we uh wrap it up here no it's just uh we're getting down to it like this this season came and went like i can't believe how fast it's been at the same time it's felt like forever but it's also been fast uh, it's like that quote, life is short, but also terribly, awfully long. Um, and that is, if that doesn't describe the Islanders' seasons in general, <laughs> not just this year. Because um, even years they've made the playoffs, you're you're sitting there going, how are they really, even though they made it all the way to the, the conference final against the Lightning in one year, then they start kind of sliding in the second one in that shortened season. Yeah. They don't. They don't make it easy. That's for sure. Um, I don't know. Luckily, I have some time off. Uh, I'll I'll be able to watch some of these games, and uh, be uh, at least have some vacation time to uh, some holiday time to uh, kind of unwind a little bit, and I don't know, I'll go take a walk in the woods or something. Um, <laughs> Please rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to or watch the show. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Nesman Hockey. You can find James' work at the fourth period and check out Isles Fix, an excellent curated Islanders newsletter. I don't know why you thought that was so funny. I go walk in the woods all the time. The way you said it, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I need to just like turn. Well, I don't want to turn my phone off, but you know, don't look at my phone and just kind of take the dog and going to hike somewhere, which I do plan on doing whether the Islanders are in the playoffs or not, but it's, um, 
I'll need it all the more if if the route it's after last season the last like four or five years, I think the fans deserve it. We've we've created this expectation. And last year was so deflating that at the very least, if this team doesn't deserve it, the fans do. They've kind of been through it. They're I keep saying this, like white knuckling their way through it, everything, just kind of like holding on for for dear life. And um no one knows just how good this team could be or quite how awful they can be than I other fans. Because no one's paying attention as, as much as we are. So it's it, it's so I don't think anyone truly understands how maddening it is. It's very um something. I don't know. Bang your head against the wall. It's a real roller coaster in, in the true sense of it. because uh, it's it's not always fun. Almost rarely is it fun. Uh, as we saw, you and I watched the Philly series together, uh, or at least one game, um, at Oyster Bay Brewing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, all all over the place. Um, all right. Let's wrap, wrap up this damn thing and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and call it a night here. Bring us home, buddy. Until next time, let's go Islanders. <laughs>